It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Are you ready for some training camp? Minnesota Vikings training camp is around the corner. Our final episode before football restarts. We've done it. We've made it through the offseason. My name's Sam Ekstrom. Co-host is still Sage Rosenfels. He's been on an extended vacation with the family, enjoying the kids during the summer months. Can't fault him for that. Daily shows will restart next week. We will have live reports from Mankato. We will get insight, hopefully, from coaches and players. We'll record some interviews that we will play on the show. Can't wait to dish out all the Vikings dirt starting next week. Rookies report on Sunday. Veterans report on Wednesday. First full team practice on Thursday. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be hot. It's going to be a grind. And I would love to hear from everybody on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom, what content do you want from training camp? Whether it is podcast-related or journalism-related, zonecoverage.com, what stories do you want to be told? What intel do you want from Mankato? Just drop those in my mentions, at Sam Ekstrom. There's a local radio outlet here in the Twin Cities called AM1500 ESPN, And over the past several years, they have put on the Mr. Mankato competition, which becomes one of the most intriguing and compelling subplots every training camp. Past winners of Mr. Mankato include J. Ron Kurse, Stefan Diggs, and Adam Thielen. Kurse last year, a little bit of an upset. It's tougher as a defensive player to win Mr. Mankato. It's easy as an offensive player to flash. You get the ball in your hands, you get to make plays, you get to score touchdowns. Jaron Curse as a defensive player was flashy last year. And though it didn't translate to the regular season, he was explosive in special teams and pretty good in his time on defense as well. It helped that he got to play against second and third string guys most of the time when he was forced to play against starters in the regular season didn't really help his cause. Now for additional context here, There are some rules and stipulations around Mr. Mankato. For instance, it can't go to a veteran. can't go to an older player like a Brian Robison or an Everson Griffin or Sam Bradford. has to go to somebody young and under the radar who makes a splash in Mankato. I don't have the official rules in front of me. I know they have a lengthy judicial system for this contest. But you get the idea. Young, unheralded player... Lower draft pick, typically first or second year, who stands out most? They've released the odds 
for Mr. Mankato this year. And like I said, offensive players have the edge. And Rodney Adams, the wide receiver at 2-1, to one, is the 1,500 ESPN favorite. Tied at 3-1, to one, Bucky Hodges and Stacy Coley. Now for Coley, it would really be out of left field because Coley didn't participate in the majority of OTAs in minicamp. Hodges might be a nice pick because he's got all that athleticism at tight end. Might be a good mismatch against linebackers of the opposing team late in preseason games. Oh, and by the way, on Rodney Adams, not only is he going to be playing wide receiver and probably be getting a lot of second-team reps, but he's also going to be getting some punt return and kick return reps as well. That could help him or hurt him. In OTAs, he was horrible as a punt returner. Couldn't read the ball in the air, couldn't catch it very well. He'll have time to hone that. But if he gets in a game and muffs two punts, that's not going to be good for his candidacy. On the flip side, it gives him more opportunities to shine. So the upside is there, but so is the downside. High risk, high reward. Top defensive players on the chart. Jaleel Johnson, the defensive tackle at 6-1. to one. Elijah Lee at 8-1, to one, the linebacker. So again, harder for defensive players to make an impact. And the odds on Johnson seem a little bit high. I know he's a fourth-round pick. But when you're on the interior, you're not going to get as many sacks. And with the amount of depth the Vikings have there, he's not going to be playing all that many reps just because they need to rotate. They want to see what Dayton Jones can do, Shamar Stephan, Dylan Bradley. Elijah Lee at 8-1 to one might have more of a chance to shine because, one, I think that starting job is still there for the taking. He may not be the front runner at the moment. Emmanuel Lemur and Edmund Robinson probably at the head of that pack, but I've always thought that Lemur could trend toward the bottom of that list as training camp goes on, and I think Lee has a chance to rise up. I think Lee is going to get a good long look. And with his athleticism, Lee's candidacy could get a boost. Now, on the other hand, with linebackers, it's hard for them to really show anything during practice. And practice is part of this. It's not just the four games. It's what the guys showed in Mankato as well. And linebackers are possibly the toughest position to evaluate during practice because they're not making any tackles. And they're not getting many interceptions. Guys in the secondary have the best chance to shine, as J. Ron Kirst did last year, because they can make interceptions. That's allowed. Whereas a linebacker is not allowed to tackle a guy, or a defensive lineman is not allowed to sack the quarterback. Continuing down the list, Moritz Boringer at 10-1. to 1. I don't know about Moritz. On one hand, the bar was set pretty low last year. Didn't do much in training camp. Really struggled. Can't remember one big play that he made. Did look a bit better in OTAs this year, so he has room to improve. But will that improvement be enough to give him enough of a platform to win this award? Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash List. Jack Tocho, the safety at 12 to 1. He'll have a chance. There aren't many safeties on this roster, which means Tocho will get a lot of reps. 
Then you get down into the more obscure. Eric Wilson, linebacker at 12 to 1. Odds seem a little high. I think Wilson's probably about the fifth or sixth choice to get that starting job at Chad Greenway's old spot, but we'll see. You've heard from Luke Inman and Arif Hassan on this show how they like Wilson, and those guys are experts. Tayshawn Bauer, defensive end. Eh, I think the Vikings are too deep there for any one guy to stand out too much. In fact, we'll mention it a bit later as well, but there's another defensive end that I would prefer above Bauer if a D-end is going to win this contest. Wes Lunt, the QB, 20-1, to 1, no chance. Heineke is going to get such a long look in this preseason that I don't think the Vikings are going to invest much time in Lunt. I think this is, from a quarterback standpoint, this preseason is all about Taylor Heineke. It's not about Keenum. It's not about Bradford. It's not about Lunt. It's about Heineke. Can he be the backup? C.J. Ham at 30-1? to 1, Maybe, but but there's no room for him. The only way Ham makes this roster is if they make him a fullback, and choose to keep a fullback, which is in question. Not to mention that there are three very good running backs at the top of the depth chart occupying most of the snaps. And I feel like Mr. Mankato typically goes to a guy who actually has hope of playing meaningful reps in the regular season. And again, Ham only plays meaningful reps if he's a fullback, and a fullback is not going to do enough to flash and win this award. Pat Elfline, 30-1. to 1. He could very well usurp Nick Easton and take that center job. But center is probably the least sexy position that you could possibly have. Other than he snapped the ball well, it's going to be hard to really point to the good things Elfline did. If he doesn't allow a sack, well, that's not strictly just Elfline. That's Elfline working in concert with his guards and his tackles. So unless he's pancaking... Big nose tackles on every play. It's going to be hard for him to stand out. Then you've got Taylor Simank at 50-1, to 1, the punter. I don't think Simank wins this award, though he could win a job. I would rather take a guy who's not on this list, Marshall Kane. The field is at 30-1. to 1. That means everybody else at 30-1 to 1 odds to win Mr. Mankato. How about Marshall Kane? What if he goes 7-7 seven for seven on field goals in preseason? wins the job, makes a couple from 50-plus, places the ball precisely on kickoffs. The Vikings absolutely lost a couple games last year, in part because of kicking, and Kane could be the answer to that. They do not have a solidified kicker. Forbath was outkicked by Kane in OTAs. Could it be a surprise special team or winning it? I also like the field bet because you've got defensive end Steven Weatherly. I think Weatherly might be your fourth defensive end this year behind Hunter, Robison, Griffin. Weatherly had some of the best measurables in last year's draft. And I just think the Vikings defensive end culture, the Vikings defensive line culture is so good with all the veterans and the longtime coach that he's in a position where he can succeed and make splash plays from an end spot. And how about Ben Gideon? Ben Gideon not on the list either. That's a linebacker who could make some splashy plays, maybe jump her out, make an interception, bat down some passes, and I think he's going to be a sturdy tackler. I like Gideon, Weatherly, Kane, maybe out of left field, Caleb Jones, the wide receiver, look good in OTAs. Obviously, Adams and Hodges are the favorites, but 
Nobody was, not many people were on J. Ron Curse last year either. So that's my handicapping of Mr. Mankato. Get your bets in before training camp begins officially on Sunday. Folks, it's time to remind you that SeatGeek makes your ticket buying experience easy. Going to sports and concerts can be complicated, not with SeatGeek, because of how smart and easy it is to get into live events. It's a seamless mobile experience. Buy and sell tickets with just two taps. They help you find the best seats at the best prices fully, guaranteed. Because let's be honest, there's nothing like being there at the venue in person. I've got the app on my phone, and it's incredibly easy. I'm so glad I downloaded it because I can be anywhere. Don't have to be at home on my desktop. I can just tap few times instantly find seats they tell you where the value is and boom i've got my tickets at a very reasonable cost they save you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals you get bang for your buck they help you identify the value and again it's fully guaranteed here's what my listeners can do use the promo code L-O-N-F-L on your SeatGeek app. So just download the app, use promo code L-O-N-F-L, and you will get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. $20 off. That's fantastic. SeatGeek app, L-O-N-F-L. One more reminder, Locked on Vikings will be live at Bonfire on July 27th. Would love it if you came and enjoyed their happy hour. Come say hi to yours truly. Located on Premier Drive, you can head there right after the afternoon practice in steamy Mankato. Get some refreshments. Listen to some Vikings talk at Bonfire. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening. It's Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners, this is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked On Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked On Wild to your device every day.